Shallowy driving it toward the back post for Zussi, who puts it back across, and Shelton slots it home! Zussi can have a hit from here, he does, and Graham Zussi re-elect! Graham Zussi! Shallowy knocks it in! The Hungarian assassin has given Sporting KC the lead! It's Russell! This is the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Presented by Michelob Ultra. Enjoy a Michelob Ultra today. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And by Casey's own CBD American Shaman. Score yourself free samples of great all-natural CBD products at a CBD American Shaman near you. CBD American Shaman. Everything is better with the feather. Now your host, Nate Bucati. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, wherever you get your podcasts and wherever you stream your video content. We are presented, as always, by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. I am Nate Bucati, still recovering from screaming loud goal calls all all uh, all night on what day was it now? Sunday. Sunday night. And uh, joined by Allie Trosh. You heard her voice. Allie, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well, Nate. It feels a lot better to be kicking off this show after a big 4-1 win at home. I, I mean, the sporting team has just been so fun to watch in recent games, especially offensively. So really good to see them kind of finally find that defensive component to um, you know, rectify some of the things that had gone wrong in the previous game. So it was a uh, it was a fun one. Definitely woke up in a happier mood on Monday. Should have said uh, national television star <laughs> Ali Trost Martin mm-hmm. from uh, CBS Sports. Wow. Uh, yeah. Woo. Sidelines on Friday night in what was a great game. Uh, Record setting attendance. Kansas City just turns up. Oh my gosh, Every always. time. Uh, my my uh, myself. I was there. Had a had a chance to watch that game and then. Of course, the game on Sunday. So Allie's been all over the place. Big weekend for her. And, of course, Connell McCourt, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, mm-hmm. who had a lot of uh, a lot of cool paint stuff to do. I don't know what you call it. The, the Chiron, Chiron, yeah, the Chiron stuff. stuff to do on uh, on Sunday from out in the truck because of the big four win-win. How are you, buddy? I'm all good, Mitt. All good. Energized. Ready Energized. to go again. You know, it's the tail end of the season here, and we're just hitting our stride. So. I know. It feels good, right? Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. No, it was a big weekend, though, at Children's Mercy Park, and it was a big weekend for you as well, Nate, because there was another media game, and no one takes media games more seriously than this guy to my right. <laughs> That's Never true. a truer and, word. That's and true. When, yeah. And you know what? That mentality paid off. Everyone approaches media games differently. I'm always interested in the week leading up. You know, you've got you've got the trash talkers. You've got the ones who, who don't want to set any high expectation for right. themselves. They're like, oh, I haven't, I haven't run and since I was ten. You know, like they right. really try to like, to to hopefully then you know exceed any like low bar that they've set. Right. Whereas under this guy, yeah, he, under yeah, under promise, over deliver. Yeah. A lot of people try to do that. That's a yeah. that's a strategy. Hold yourself to a low lot. standard. What kind of a winning mentality is that? Right. Mm. This yeah. guy, on the other hand, is in, as you told my parents after the game on Friday. Um, don't worry about injury. Don't worry about looking stupid. This is we are putting everything on the line. This is bigger than this Look. is bigger than us and our our respective jobs. I don't know. You had a really like I gave a speech, a rising speech, speech. Yeah. was it? I, the Al Pacino. I, and now thing? I'm going to give a shout out to Brian Bliss because I stole uh, <laughs> some of the notes from his speech. 
when my team won the Sporting Kansas City Fantasy Camp, and I had the game-winning assist in that one as well. Mm. But the only video that seemed to make it out of that was the horrible foul that Jacob Peterson committed against me when I was accused of diving. But anyway, I digress. Brian Bliss was the coach of our team at that time, and he gave us a similar speech. So I took a page out of his book, and when I talked to the team before the game on uh, on Friday, I said, look, here's the deal. There is only one thing that matters tonight, and that is winning this game. It's not about staying healthy. It's not about having fun. And it's not about representing your respective media outlet in the positive manner. It's about winning this game because we're always going to remember who won it. And I've got 17 glowing dragons over there who I try to convince. I know what I'm talking about when I coach them in soccer. And if I don't do well, I'm going to lose all my credibility. So it's about winning this game. And here's the thing. You're right. I, I own it. I, you know, Jacob likes to make fun of me a lot because I take these things too seriously. Um, here's the deal. Nate actually pitched his own 30 for 30 in the week going it's, um, up to the media game. Here's the thing. Every local outlet turned it down. You're, you're talking to the, uh, the MVP of the 2015 Chiefs Fantasy Camp. <laughs> Right here. I Yes, and do I have it framed and hanging in my office? Yes, I do. Goodbye. Uh, a man who's homered in front of George Brett in a wiffle ball game. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and now a man who's had the game-winning assist twice on the field here. Scored multiple goals in media games in the past. And here's the thing I will say about that. Do I take it too seriously? My answer is what? there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. As, to, as If you're going to step on a field of competition – why would you not want to put your best foot forward? Well, I will say I think that is the right mindset because so few people go in with that mindset. Right. Because it's one of those things where everyone's mostly concerned with not embarrassing themselves. Again, right. the under-promise, over-deliver, or the, oh, you know. It's a loser's mentality. You got to, yeah, you got to step into the ring thinking you're going to win. And, and, and to take it a step further, and we've gone way further. This is our this media game advice if you're mm-hmm. playing but in one of those. It, here's the thing. You can pretend that you're too cool for school. And, oh, this is just a media game, and it's a bunch of unathletic, out-of-shape people out here on the field with me. Or you could say, you know what? All I am is another one of those unathletic, out-of-shape people who dreamed of the opportunity of playing on a pristine pitch in front of 10,000 people, Mm -hmm. and I'm getting the opportunity to do that. Why wouldn't I want to go out and win that game and, 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 and write my name in lights? You know, to me, there's, it's, just, it's obvious. Because here's a newsflash. That's the only opportunity I'm ever getting to go out on a field like that and play in a game. Sporting hasn't called me. You know, mm. to get me to play in one of their games. You know, so this they is got, might, they might now. I think I got close this year. Yeah, honestly. I don't yeah, think so. Jacob, <laughs> Jacob, <laughs> the phone was ringing. The calls were being missed. Well, Jacob's been scouting, as we know. He's added, uh, you know, another job to his resume here at Sporting. And Nate, I, I'm hearing that hey, your highlight reel has actually look. made made its way into the. the system. Well, I, mean, I get it. Like celebrate the victory. Celebrate the even if they're small victories. I mean, yeah, you're talking to the 2004 Holy Cross boys. Primary school summer sports day high jump bronze medalist here, so you know, hey. you have to remember the victories. Yeah, you know? have to remember life, the victories, life baby. Is too hard. I'm it also is. talking to a national I'm champion Gaelic football. Nah, you don't talk about that yeah, though. Right I, oh put, yeah, that's I'm too big of a victory to celebrate. Yeah, that's actually yeah. a real one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even know what as the other was, you're talking I mean, about was. As honestly. if I was winning the high jump, no, no chance. Yeah. Well, bronze. Yeah, you bronze, say, I don't know. I figured maybe third. there's a lot of low jumpers in Belfast. I don't oh, know. I don't know. No. don't know. I was one of the, the smaller few, but we're not a big nation, so, you know, <laughs> we're a nation of small guys. 
So that being said, I just want to point out the video footage is out there, and I might have retweeted all of it. You can see the pass that I dropped on Cody Bradley's forehead, and it was an absolute peach. He done well with a header too, didn't he? He did very well. well Honestly, I was thinking he's going to take it down and and try to yeah, and try to bring it in. Uh, and I, I had a good vantage point on it, and he did. That was a very good finish well on his done. part. Yeah, so, like, I, I know yeah. that that pass is going to stick with you forever. I think Cody, Cody Bradley might now retire from media games, <laughs> yeah. and I would totally yeah. understand mm-hmm. why. Yeah. If that's your last touch ever in a media game, what a way to go out. What eh? a way to go out. We've now, <laughs> we've now completely gone off we've the We've wasted rails. seven and a half minutes talking <laughs> about a media game that nobody cares about other than wasted, yours truly. That's, <laughs> that's a, an interesting choice of words. I wouldn't say wasted. It's Well, the thing is, is like this would have been perfect after the Austin game. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we actually have a great we game won. to talk about with Sporting <laughs> right. Kansas City. Right, yeah. They actually played a real game in front of a great crowd and scored some great goals and won. And, and actually, they're the best attack in Major League Soccer in the month of August. And by the way, we're in the back end of the month of August. It's not like, oh, we're only two games into it. Sporting Kansas City are scoring goals consistently in games all of a sudden. And it's we've talked about it for a couple of weeks now. It's not rocket science. Eric Tommy, Willie Agata plugged into this lineup that already had some really good players but had two big spots that were missing on the field have completely transformed what this team looks like in the attack. They have. And something that was really interesting that Peter Vermees said today after training, because another player who's been really good, I mean, look, Sporting's looked good going forward, and a player who's had some some good numbers as of late is Roger Espinoza. And I asked Peter about, you know, how the addition of Eric Tommy and Willie Agata has really helped elevate Roger's game. And Peter pointed out that when you're when you're missing that piece in the midfield going forward, Roger was having to not just do his defensive responsibilities, but also try to help get things going in the attack, which Mm -hmm. then when when you've got a guy who's not necessarily playing out of position, but is having to do roles outside of himself and outside of what he should be focusing on in the game, that makes them less effective at what you need them to be doing Mm -hmm. consistently throughout a game. And so really what those additions have done, it's just allowed guys on the team to just be better focused and uh, on their responsibilities and execute them at a high level. And, and uh, I mean, it also helps that Eric, Tommy, and Willie Agata are just really class soccer players and, and have, I, I think, come in and, and it's a credit, I think, to the organization as well and to the, to the team that was already existing before they arrived to bring them in the way that they did because they have been absolutely on fire. You mentioned the offense production in the month of August. This stat is just absolutely wild. Sporting Kansas City has scored 11 goals in three regular season matches for the first time since the inaugural 1996 campaign and just the second time in club history. They lead MLS in goals per match with 3.7 and shots on goal per match with 8.3 in the month of August. And then just a number of other ones. I mean, it it has really been for a team that could not find the back of the net. Mm -hmm. But it don't, I mean, obviously, look, Agata and Tommy are a massive Massive impact in that they have to be. But it's also kind of the first time in the entire season that the team actually looks settled. It looks yeah. like we have... Same you, starting lineup. Three you know who's going to be going yeah. out to play. You know that midfield trio at the minute, they look like they're really starting to understand each other, find their own. But, I mean, I was having a wee look through some of the games that we played previously. This is the last time we played San Jose. We were... Uh, oh, so that lineup. Tim and Golds, Logan, Burt... Courtney and Ben Sweat playing right back at a position. Uh, Uri in the middle, Roger and Felipe. Remy, right wing, Johnny in the middle, number nine, and Cam Duguid to the left. And 
it's kind of a team that was just kind of threw together. You no know, makeshift. You had the, yeah. there was injuries. There was Johnny was playing very hurt that game. Right, and they kind of just had to throw something out there. Naya kind of looks like you know who's going to be stepping in on the field here. Players are really stepping up, and more of the, the older dogs as well. The likes of Zusi, the likes of Espinosa, have really turned it on recently. And it's, I mean, it's just they're taking their chances, and we're seeing kind of what what kind of could have been possible all the way through the year, but adding those two boys in with Agata and, and Tommy has really spiced it up a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the ballad for much of the season was boy sporting played some really good soccer in the first 40 minutes of this game. Mm-hmm. And either they were nil-nil at halftime or they made a mistake and they're down one nothing, and you felt like it's going to be hard for them to even come back and get a draw out of this game. They're playing the same type of good soccer, but now they're up two, three goals. Mm-hmm. And that and that that stat that's the craziest of all to me, because when it was handed to me by Blake during the game, Sporting Kansas City are the first team in, in MLS history to have three goals in the first half of three consecutive games. The first team ever in that, league. I know that's kind of shocked me. This team right? that couldn't score goals all season long mm-hmm. is doing something nobody's team. ever done before. It's wild. It's just it's just been incredible. And and yes, I mean that's why I think it is important to underscore Agata and Tommy have made the difference. But that doesn't mean they're the only ones who are playing well. Roger Espinosa is playing some incredible soccer. Tremendous. And um and I think that you mentioned it. I mean, you know, Remy Voltaire settling into the six, at least for now. Johnny Russell and Daniel Shallowy actually have the freedom to do things now. Well, and they're not I mean, the one of the biggest issues with what sporting, you know, was missing up the middle of the field was that teams would game plan against sporting just by putting two guys out on shallowy and mm-hmm. Russell, make it hard for them to get going outside on the wings, make it hard for them to, you know, come inside or just even get past like the, the 18 yard box. Mm-hmm. And they would dare sort of come at us in the middle. Mm-hmm. I dare you to, because they just didn't have that same threat. And now it's just, like I said, you know, it elevates the game of Roger Espinoza because he can focus more on his roles and responsibilities in the game. It elevates uh, what we are going to be able to see even more now as as the games kind of, you know, we see this more consistent lineup and we see uh, how Eric and Tommy or Eric, Tommy and Willie got to continue to kind of grow into this team and what that will then do for Daniel and Johnny on the outside. I mean, it's just it's really it's like you said, they've been the ones that have made the difference, but it is impacted everybody else who have also then made their own individual differences. All right, so Sporting Kansas City get a big, big win over the weekend and and look tremendous doing it, especially in the first half. We should also point out the performance of John Polskamp in the second half of the game. Making MLS Team of the Week bench, I believe. Bench. Um, And uh, the save against Blanco being one of the the highlight saves of the season. That, I mean, what a game. Like, he absolutely stood on his head a few times. and, And I will say, though, Peter Vermees, you know, pointed out that he shouldn't have been in some of those positions in that game. And and what, you know, the team I think is going to continue to look to address is the starts of these second halves of games mm-hmm. where teams are coming out and they're, they're flying, they're trying to get back in the game. And those have been kind of some of those pivotal moments this season. Uh, and, and, you know, in this last game too, where Portland comes out, they get some really dangerous chances and yet your goalkeeper bails you out. But how different does that, the rest of that second half look if Portland come out and bag one in the first five minutes mm-hmm. of that second half. And so I think it's just, it's continuing to refine those details. But as we've heard from players, from coaching staff, when you're scoring goals, there's a lot more freedom you can play with defensively. You're not trying to be perfect because you're mm-hmm. not playing thinking we have to get a clean sheet or else we're not 
putting ourselves in a position to even get a point in this game. That's not the case. The team is going out and scoring goals, and now it's just continuing to kind of build that confidence back up. Say, yes, we scored three goals in this first half. We can go out and close out this game. We deserve to win. We can play with that confidence. They haven't been in that position this year, and so just got to kind of mentally get back to that place that we saw the team in last year, which was that whether they were down goals, up by a number of goals, they believed that they could win. Okay, so we're going to take a break. We have a special guest coming up on the show next. The guy, uh, one of the guys who scored an absolute golasso for Ooh. Sporting Kansas City, Andre Fontas, putting it up in the top corner. The fox in the box the he is these days, man. Yeah, fox in the box. Andre Fontas is going to join us next as we continue with the Sporting Kansas City show presented by Michelob Ultra. Sporting KC fans take pride in supporting the team both home and away. When flying to away matches to cheer on the team, or anywhere for that matter, check out the Kansas City International Airport's new terminal progress at buildkci.com. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And we're back on this edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, wherever you get your podcast and wherever you stream your video content. We appreciate you joining us, and we're presented, as always, by Michelob Ultra. And now we are joined... Uh, by a man who's better looking than me, uh, better sounding than me, and then I just found out smells better than me. Uh, I don't know what kind of aftershave we're going with here, but uh, but his name is Andre, and he scores goals better than me too. Uh, but he was also forced to watch three minutes of highlight videos of my assist in the Casey Current Media game on Friday as well, and he was very patient and acted interested, which was very well, nice Well, if, if we too. run over time that we have for this interview, then I, we know who to blame here. Yeah. It was because we had a we had a get through Nate's highlight reel yeah. for that. How are you, Fonty? Amazing. What's up, man? Good. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Golazo. <laughs> I, I, I got to see you after the game, and that was the first day I just said, Golazo! <laughs> I mean, that thing, top corner. And it was uh, a sitter, too. Yeah. Like, you Yeah. I'm still impressed, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You should be. I'm not used to score goals, and not as beautiful as this one, for sure. So, I mean, so happy, especially because the team won, too. So it was very important for us. Um, and, yeah, uh, good and happy. One of my favorite parts of the goal, besides just how beautiful it was, was the celebration afterwards. Yeah. Can you take me inside of that moment with your teammates? <laughs> Yeah, that was fun too. That was very fun. See them happy for me. Uh, it was it was amazing. I still watch the, the like the review. Everybody coming to me, hugging and and being happy all together there. It was it was amazing. And and again, especially after getting the three points at the end, which is the the most important always. Uh, it was it was great. It felt so good. And and we're just all happy and and going moving forward with with confidence and and going for these games that, that we have left in the season. Take me back through the goal itself, though. How long did it feel that the ball was sitting there? Because it actually happened pretty quickly. Yeah. But you turned and one stroke. Tell me what it looked like from your perspective. Yeah, it's true. It goes so quickly when you when you watch it again. But, but when you are there, it looks like the, it stops the, the time, no? And I remember being with my back, uh, the goal in my back, and, and Daniel in front of me. And and we talked after, and and he said I was about 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 to, to shoot the ball because you were backwards, but then I feel that because he was coming from that side, I, I think everybody moved a little bit to like Daniel is, a, is will shoot that, that ball. They moved a little bit, and then I I saw the space. You know, it's like the time stops, and 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 I don't know. I saw it, and I just turned and and I kicked the ball there, 
and it went like it was perfect. I said, Daniel, <laughs> if I missed it, you you probably kill me. <laughs> but it went yeah. in, so it was it was great. It was great. No, that uh, it was it was just a great moment, and just seeing the joy on everyone's face. We joked around with uh, Peter Vermees after training today. Um, just with how happy everybody was. And I was like, oh, like, you know, what does that say about Fonda? It just like, I feel like they were just extra happy for Fonda. And Peter was like, well, I think they were just happy that we're scoring some goals now too. <laughs> um, which I know has been, you know, something that as of late now, 11 goals in the last three games, um, Willie Agata, Eric Tommy coming in, making a big impact and helping uh, directly, you know, with what the team's been doing now in front of goal after really struggling in that area. Just how is the goal scoring really helped the mentality of this team in recent games it's i think it's it's, it's key you know to to get there and, and score goals it, it builds your confidence up for sure um not scoring i, I know we, we've been having chances we know that we are a team that when we play the way we want to play we, we create chances and we we get in front of the opponent's goal like a lot and it was it was just frustrating i think it's been a frustrating season in in, in a lot of different moments but but um, obviously now finding the the back of the net, the scoring goals, uh, it's it's helping us big time, and and uh, I think the team is 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 doing way better these these last couple of games, and obviously one one big part of it is, is scoring goals. Uh, if you score goals, um, you have better chances to, to to win games. It's it's clear and obvious, and 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 I think we're we're moving in the in the right direction. How? How was the confidence level of the team when you're able to score goals compared to maybe what it was earlier in the season when it just wasn't coming together? Yeah, a little bit the same. I think one one thing brings the other. No, um, obviously scoring goals build your confidence and, and and winning games too. I think we've been doing again the things pretty pretty good in the last last games and and the team is is doing way better, but still. Probably not not finding the results that that we want. The confidence it's it's always difficult to build when when you are that 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 far down in in, in the table that you obviously don't want to be there. And it looks like everything bad that can happen it happens to you, and mm -hmm. and this affects your your confidence. I think it's clear that um, the last three games, to to put the example, the last three games we scored three goals in the first half, and then we go to the second half still like worried that mm -hmm. maybe if they score one we will lose this is only because of the the things are not going your way in this yeah. season because yeah. imagine last year going 3-0 at halftime you would be like with the confidence being up there in the table you would say no we, we, we will destroy them we will score three or four more mm -hmm. and now probably is, is your unconsciously but your mentality says Oof, if they get a chance here or there a corner here or there and they score one goal then we, the, the pressure is on you again and 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 I think against Galaxy, it happened to us. I think we managed, and Daniel scored that goal. That I think it, it said, okay, now now we're good. Against Austin, I think it was the same. I think we played unbelievable first half against one of the best teams in the league for sure. They are up there in the table, and and we showed that we can. But then in the second half, we said mm, against Galaxy it worked. We went back and 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 we just absorb pressure and, and, and we end up getting result and we thought that probably would be the same. Austin, it wasn't the same. It was a frustrating game for us because I think having two two wins in a row and winning in Austin, uh, it would be like game-changing for us. And and it was hard. And this game, we go again, same. We scored three goals, a very good first half. And we go to the half time and, and we said, OK, we cannot 
do the same mistakes. I think we did a better job. Uh, John also had some some very important saves and and uh, and, and keep us in the in, in the game and with a good result. But I think again, this is just based on on confidence. I think after this win and and being better in the second half, I think we have to move forward with all the confidence in the wall and and feel that that when we are the team that we can be, we are a good team. Do you think that this last result really helps the team finally do that? Because I know we've talked this season about how hard it is, and I know I talked with Johnny specifically about, like, you guys would have, you know, some good performances or, or get a big win, but it didn't ever feel like you could really carry that momentum. Do you feel like there's a shift now with the goal output in the last three games, and even though the Austin game ended the way it did, to have the win over the Galaxy, to have this win over Portland, I think so. Yeah. I think so, and I hope so, obviously. Did you feel it in the locker yeah. room, too, with the yeah, guys? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Again, we feel it. It's impossible a team that doesn't feel capable of doing these things can do what we did in the last three first half against these teams that we played. It's impossible. So we are there. We we know that we can do it. But it's also difficult mentally, as, as we said, probably the small thing that doesn't go our way it looks like probably the biggest thing in another moment it, it wouldn't look like this mm -hmm. you know so but i think yes i think um holding this this second half the, like the way we did scoring one more goal having more chances to score more goals too i think it has to it has to be the, the changing point of, of of this season so we have another huge game at home this week if we get another good result it would be like a, a consistent already good results and yeah knowing that austin that second half it wasn't it wasn't great, but for sure. Uh, I mean, I I think that we we are capable of doing it, and 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 we are ready to do it. How have some of those struggles, though, this season maybe brought the team closer? Do you feel that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, we always talk about the the, the locker room that, that we have. I think it's it's amazing. We're we're a very good group of of players, and we're we're all together. Even we know that we are going through difficult moments, and and. We've got uh, a lot of stuff going on this season since the beginning and 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 like uh, throughout the, the entire season and 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 yeah the the fact that we are still uh, fighting together and 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 going for it uh, together every every week uh, no matter what happened the, the the week before it's 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 amazing it just talks so good about about the group and 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 that we are we are alive we're not we're not dead. Yeah, because it doesn't always go that way, right? Like sometimes if you're on a team that's really struggling, it can, it, it's either going to drive a team together or break the whole team apart. Guys start pointing fingers and all that. Yeah, and, and I would say that I, I think it's more common going the other way than the yeah. way that is going for, for us right now, to be honest. Um, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but what we, we're, we're, we're there. Again, we're, we're doing uh, all we can and we're working really hard to, to, to find and figure out what, what we've been doing wrong and try to, to do it better and, and I think we're we're on the on the right way. So I actually think if you kids are listening out there, I, I talk to my kids about this all the time, this idea of bad breaks happen in life, right? And and that's what I love about sports is they teach you lessons about life. And sometimes you get a string of bad breaks and it just seems like for a while everything's going against you. And it's about what, how do you respond? How do you get back up and keep going? Because it's going to happen to everybody in life at some time or another. So I'd love for you to, to give the kids or just a grown-up that might need to hear it this lesson. Because you guys have had that this year. I mean, there have been multiple games where I remember coming to the stadium thinking, 
man, I wonder what the team is going to have in them today after what happened last game. You know, you go to Sacramento and you put it all on the line and it ends like that. And you guys came back and fought hard the next game. Uh, this game, right after the Austin game, you know, it's like, man, I wonder I wonder if they're going to be able to get them. And you come out flying and you, you, you take that 3-0 lead. Can you take me through maybe what the, the, the week is like for you emotionally after you have to deal with a game like that? Do you give yourself like a day to just feel sorry for yourself? For sure. Like what do you do? How do you get yourself to where the time the game rolls around, you're ready to go again? For sure, for sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously the day after or after, right after it's terrible. The day after it's terrible too. But what you said, I think it's so true. It's like in real life. So we we go through bad moments, all of us, and and you have to react. There's there's because life goes on, and you have a next game the other week, and 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 probably we have this build up to the games, those trainings, and and we we have okay. This is the day that we can feel bad, region, whatever it is. Uh, the next day. We we start competing again. We we try to forget what happened the, the last week. We we build up again. We we compete against each other. Then we prepare a little bit the next game, the next rival, and we go again. That's 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 how it is. How it is in sports. How it is in life. And and it's just uh, again. It's, it's imp- I think it's impressive how how we've been dealing through and uh, going through all this that is going on. But. Um, you just have to have to do it. There's there's no other there's no other point. Is is the routine important? Like you talked about the fact that okay, you've got a training session the next day. To, I'm just going to focus on this training and and not worry, and then just focus on each day. Does that is that a big part of it? Yeah, I, I, I would say yes. For me, yes, at least. Um, probably everybody takes it a little bit more personal, but I think you you have to stop. We talk a lot of the game by game, you know, it's almost day by day, you know, training yeah. by training, train, try to be better, try to improve, try to do whatever you can to to get ready, to be fitter, to be able to, to play the next game. And and then in the, the next game is an, another opportunity. And that's why how we are taking every every single game that we have in front of us right now. We also know, too, that. You know, there's more to life than work and, and sport. You know, it consumes a lot of what we do. It's it's a lot of our identity, but there are also bigger things. I see your bracelet says Poppy. Yeah. Uh, you've got two sweet little girls. Uh, I loved these photos oh, man. from after the game. When you see these photos and when you see your girls in the stands wearing Poppy on their back of their jerseys, what emotion does that bring up for you? Yeah, that's 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 for sure the best part of it. That's the best part of it. Uh, in good, in bad moments. Um, the fact that they were there in in, in the stadium, they they they're they so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so they, um, the the fact that they were there when I scored the goal, it was amazing for me. Th- this year, they 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 haven't been able to come uh, in a lot of games because we usually play very late and they are already in bedtime and it's, it's difficult for them. But this week we said, you know what? Well, let's come. Clara's parents were here too. The game was a little bit earlier. We said, let's do it. And, and then I scored the goals. And then I was so happy because Andrea, Andrea realized a lot now what's going on. She, she knows what I'm doing. You scored the goal, she was saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It was amazing. But also in, in, in bad moments, the opposite, that they, they just love you. You know, they, they don't care if, if you win, if you lose. They are just, uh, and, and obviously it's, 
especially in, in hard moments, it's it's amazing to go back home and see them and then and, and they say, wow, Papi, you had a good game. I said, nah, no, <laughs> not not very good, but uh, thank you. They so they, exactly, they, they, they love you. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's unconditional. Unconditional. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's that awesome. makes that makes a huge difference. We have Andre Fontas with us here and you mentioned there's a big game coming up against San Jose this coming weekend. Boy, they are a team that you guys have been scoring a lot of goals. They score a lot of goals. They give up a lot of goals. Most Every time I watch one of their games, it's just chaos. Yes. Uh, what's it like getting ready for a team like that? I mean, I think right now, and we have to focus on ourselves, to be honest. Uh, I, I think we, we are a team that we know very good what we have to do. Obviously, we always prepare the game based on the rival that we played. But um, I think we have to fo focus on ourselves. They are a dangerous team. We know that uh, all the games against them, as you said, it's 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 probably different than than the rest. It's it's a little bit of chaos. At the end, will will matter that the most that we have to be in our in our game. We have to try to give the ball like we've been doing the last couple of games. Uh, try to attack, try to score goals, and and then to be as solid as possible back there. And and. San Jose is always difficult. We know that they are capable that the best and the worst. They beat the LAFC this, this past weekend. They for sure will come mm -hmm. um, here to, to get the three points. It won't be an easy game, but it, yes, it's huge for us. And I think the team realized how important is this game. And, and I hope um, everything goes our way. Like you said, really important to focus on yourselves. And something that Peter Vermees said today was just how much having a consistent lineup the last couple of games he thinks has really helped you all. How has having the same kind of cast around you consistently made a difference? And I'm also curious, too, what's it been like playing with Remy Voltaire as a six in front of you uh, now a, a lot more frequently this season? Yeah, obviously having consistency in, 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 in teams is always it's always good. Um, having having players back, I think the new additions have been amazing. They help us uh, a lot. They are scoring goals. They are, they are doing a great job for, for us. And, and we, yeah, we had probably the, the the most consistent lineups in in the in the season these these past games and and obviously it's it, it's good it doesn't mean that the people when people came in also have to have to or can be as good as the ones that are playing but but yes having consistency is it's important for for teams because you get those that that chemistry that 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 uh, understanding one each other knowing what you like the most what you don't like uh, how how to even communicate with one and and another, uh, it's good. Remy is doing, is doing a great job. He's not his natural position, but he he for sure can play really good. That I think he he had a great game against uh, against Portland. He's he's getting probably more used to to be there, um, uh, uh, knowing how to cover when when me or Izzy leave the the the, the back line. He's doing a. A very good job. We know that he's a great, very good player, also in the ball. So, so everybody, I think everybody is doing, is doing good. Uh, we're we're finding that that consistency, that um, that group of of players that are doing well together, and 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 this is just uh, good for for all of us. The people that is not starting know that have to be there and work hard for for when the opportunity came, and and that's always how it works. Fonti, thank you so much for the time. Congratulations on another big goal. Ta uh, oh, you know. taxi, which can you, can you just really quick before we go, like talk about the taxi oh nickname. The taxi, just, well, we all know that DC player joined, joined the league, yep. like, and he's, he's an, an amazing player, to be honest. He's, he's so good, and he was scoring a lot of goals. 
and and the last name is all very similar to mine and i think i don't know if Uri or johnny or daniel or one of these guys <laughs> that are always jogging around say oh taxi taxi found us and and every every time i you know that every time i was doing something in trainings or scoring a goal or, or having a good action they would say oh taxi taxi so he started jogging, and now I'm scoring goals. They they, they keep calling me taxi. Just I told that story on our radio broadcast, and then you scored like <laughs> right however many it. minutes yep. later. So I was yep. set it up perfectly. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Taxi. He's taking us for a ride, and it's been a pretty one here of late. Wow, that was a good transition. Mate, that uh, was awesome. Fonti, thank you so much for the time. We really thank appreciate you, it. Thank you, Andreu Fontas, our guest here on the Sporting Kansas City Show. We'll preview that matchup against Team Chaos, San Jose. And it's a big game for a place in the standings, by the way, coming up this weekend as well. That's straight ahead on the Sporting Kansas City Show, presented by Michelob Ultra. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And we're back to wrap things up on the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you stream your video content, and we're presented by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Our thanks to Andreu Fontas for joining us on the show. Rejoined by Connell McCourt now as we get you ready for a big game on Saturday at Children's Mercy Park, Sporting KC versus San Jose. This is 14th place versus 12th place, but mm -hmm. only one point separates them. So Sporting, depending on what Houston do, this weekend as well, have an opportunity to possibly jump all the way up into sole possession at 12th place themselves. It's got you thinking a little bit, man, if they had held on to that, that result, that lead they had down in Austin. In Austin we, we'd be yeah. talking about a team that's only five points off the playoff line right now. But ifs and buts, you know, that, that's in the past now. A win, to, you, you just got to win your games right. right now is what happens. Just keep winning your games. So this is a big one against the San Jose team that, yeah, they're at the bottom of the table like sporting. But they're also dangerous like sporting as they showed just last week against LAFC. Right, that's it. I mean, what a giant killing that is. Like, I mean, we played LAFC twice this year and they're a formidable side against mm -hmm. anyone no matter what happens. And I, I believe they went down to a red or down to ten men and stuff in that game. But look, it's no me it's no easy task to beat that LAFC team and look so they've obviously got something about them. They played them ninety minutes and took the three points. So something that I'm sure Peter and the boys will be well aware of and be looking forward to this week as well. They made the managerial change in the middle of the season and uh, decide to bring in, they've just announced who their next head coach is going to be after the World Cup. Mm -hmm. Luchi Gonzalez, who's an assistant coach on the U.S. men's national team right now, but we know him maybe mostly as the guy that was the head coach at FC Dallas before being relieved of his duties mm -hmm. after last season and the guy before he took the head coaching job at FC Dallas was the academy guy in Dallas and an academy that's cranked out player after player after player. Obviously very fertile ground to, to grow young talent in Dallas, but also he had done a really good job with that. Well, you could say the same thing about the San Jose area. Northern California has turned out a lot of youth talent. San Jose has invested a lot of money into it. They've gotten some players to come through, but it hasn't turned into winning and necessarily making money by selling those players overseas yet. I think Luchi Gonzalez is an interesting hire there. Yep, for sure. I mean, as you said, he's brought a ton through down at Dallas, and there seems to be a, a lot of young talent up in that area of California. So hopefully it'll help them kind of kick on to the next gear. I think it's a very shrewd appointment from San Jose. Honestly, I mean, Luchi Gonzalez, we know what, we know what he can do. We know what 
type of football teams like to play. And San Jose have played some kind of erratic different formations in the last couple of years. You can't really nail down their formation because, I mean, they, they've went man to man. They've went, they've tried all different formations against us. So it'll be interesting to see how he taps into the talent up in that in that pool that they have there and players that he tries to bring through as well because he brings two good strikers and he's got Jeremy Abobasi already to work with up there. So mm -hmm. he, he's got... he's. They're, they're, I mean, they're a strange team, San Jose, because they do have a good bit of talent around. You can see there's a lot of players you look at there and you say, you know what, I'd take him, I would take him. But it's just for one reason or another, they've never really been able to put it all together into a season and, and even finish with a winning record rather than, I mean, food at the table. They're usually down around that part. Well, the man-marking style they had under Almeida, to me, was not sustainable. You could have good games, and when it went well, you could really – smother opponents. It stifles people. Yeah. It puts them off their yeah. game. But it's just, I imagine how hard that would be to maintain that for 90 minutes. Just yeah. constant running, constant track. Yeah. And you, if you're a man... In a league like this, too. A, and in the climate. And yeah. then, you know, it's just... <laughs> It, yeah. it's, it's a bold strategy that he adapted, but it also it kind of caught some teams cold as well. You know, when they're when you're coming up against that, not many play, not many teams would play that type of system over here. So, kind of it makes you think. It makes people almost tap into, you know, something else in their game to try and counteract their man to man. But Lucci, I, I doubt he'll play that way. He'll no. probably try and play a bit more. I mean, there's a reason that Almeida was the only guy in the league trying it, right? right? <laughs> and right. and it and the results were not good. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, personnel is an issue too. They do have some players, but they also have some big gaping holes in their team as well. But I'll point it out: it wasn't also just the game against LAFC that San Jose have shown. They went down to Austin, Texas, and got a draw. They pulled off the thing that Sporting Kansas City couldn't quite do. Now it was a high-scoring one too. They mm -hmm. got the lead a couple times in that game. It was three-three. Um, so very similar to sporting in that regard that they couldn't hold on to it and get a win. But my point is they're able to go places and, and get results. So for sporting Kansas City, they've got to be on their P's and Q's in this game. And with the way that SKC have played over the last month, they're scoring a ton of goals. San Jose are, and, and sporting have not looked rock solid defensively, even though they have been playing so much better in the attack here over the last three games. San Jose score a lot of goals. They concede a lot. So this means by MLS standards, this is going to be a one nil or nil. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I mean, I wouldn't you know, be. I wouldn't that's be. That's how it works. Yeah, I wouldn't be putting money on the nil nil draw, honestly, because as we we read through some of the stats earlier, San Jose's games, they're the game in general. They usually generate about three point six nine goals. Mm -hmm. I mean, almost an entire goal more than the entire rest of the league. So it's going to be frenetic. It's going to be fast and furious. You know the way they like to play and. I think we could get about them, like we can get at them early. If we start anything like that we started the last three games, they could be in a bit of trouble, but they're always, San Jose always hang in there. I mean, we don't need to be reminded of Wondolowski in, in previous years, who, mm -hmm. you know, at very, very end of games and stuff is, is popping up and pegging you back. So it'll be interesting. I can definitely see goals in it, honestly, not to put a jinx on it. Yeah. Right now, but just high sporting or playing, it just looks like so free flowing. So people have a bit of a better understanding with each other, and just Agata. And I mean, we spoke about Agata and Tommy, but just what what extra he offers you, like just defenders having to worry about: is he going to run in behind? Is he going to come and take the ball in? Because I don't know about you, but his hold up play has been so impressive to me since he came here. Not yeah. just his goals, yeah. but him taking the ball with his back to goal and bringing other players into play. I think that's a that's a massive point because 
one of the things that's allowed Sporting to do from time to time is just fire the ball up to him. You know, and that's not always the way that Sporting like to play. If they have the opportunity to pass it out of the back with some intricate passing, they will certainly do so. But every once in a while, you're under it, and you just need to get it up the field. And if you're under it and you need to get it up the field, Man, does it help a lot if you have a guy up there that's going to fight for everything and keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times, think about it this way, and I can remember specific moments that this has happened since Agata and Tommy have been on the field together. Tommy is such a a, a progressive, and, and he's got some pace and determination to him when he runs forward. Even his body language looks determined. I mean, his arms pump forward. Mm-hmm. I think I described him on the broadcast on the radio the other day like, you know, in, in all those in all those CSI type shows where there's the FBI agent chasing a perpetrator down the street, and they've got those perfectly straight aligned like elbows, <laughs> yeah. you know, straight Six up and million down. Six million dollar bond. Yeah, when, yeah, when Tommy's running, it's like they they saw a running coach. Like this is how you have to run if you're chasing a perp, you know. Mm-hmm. And and like when Tommy runs, he's got that same like his elbows and arms are perfectly at 45 degree angles, and he goes. And what happens is when when you, when you're under it, and the and the and, and we've seen it happen to Sporting and in, in the reverse, but. The other team's got all their numbers forward. So when you lump the ball up the field, you've got your two center backs back there. They need to make sure that that, that, that center forward doesn't bring the ball down and hold it because if he does, he's got overlapping runners coming forward and nobody's there to mark them. Mm-hmm. And that's what a God has been able to do a couple of times is lay that ball off for a streaking Eric Tommy up the field and all of a sudden it's on. And there's a chance, not only do you get to hold on to the ball, but you actually might have a chance at a good counterattack opportunity. He's done both for this team. And I think that that has really allowed them to, to just play better soccer because they've been able to get out of some situations that maybe earlier in the year they couldn't. And I think I think a lot of the emphasis on sporting trying to play the ball, and like I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think the reason that they try to play the ball out instead of lumping it up is because they're scared. If they lump it up, it's just going to come right back right. again. You know, it's just because we're not the tallest team and we're not the, the, no, the biggest and most physical team. So a lot of the times the ball's getting put out, trying to find an outlet ball, and it's just coming straight back. Next thing, you're under pressure again. Yep. You're, you're a bit more tired. You haven't had a chance to get your breath back. With Agata being that guy who can't hold the ball up, can't make the, the run in behind, that almost, I mean, it, it gives defenders nightmares. Mm-hmm. Players that can run in behind like that because pace kills, doesn't matter. The game has changed. The game's evolved. But pace still kills. You know, speed is what defenders worry about. So it, it always they're almost second-guessing. And when Willie gets a chance to have his back to goal, and with Tommy running at him, and Tommy, so he doesn't just run like you see some players that just run, 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 and like it's like there's a purpose to it. You know, he's going to close down, he's going to yeah. close passing lanes. Trying, he's trying to be industrious, trying to create a turnover, trying to create something progressive for us going towards goal. So, I mean, it's just the introduction of just those two guys, but. What a different dynamic that gives to the team and for the other team playing against us who also have now another thing to worry about. Yeah, and, and I think that um, he's not just pacey, but he's strong. He, you can't move him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not tall, but there were a couple of instances in the last game where the center halves were trying to lean lean into him. And a lot of times what you'll see forwards do at this level is just go to ground and hope they get a foul call in that situation. Call cough, Diego Rubio. Yeah, he, <laughs> and maybe, you know, roll around a little bit, maybe try to get somebody to slap you, do whatever you can. Um, but, 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 and look, I got his had a, he, he had a little bit of uh, blank housery in, down in Austin a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not trying to say he's above all that, but 
he held on. I mean, he holds his ground. He just holds his ground, and guys are pushing him from behind. They can't move him, and and because big of odds that, too. It's yeah. like that Cascante yeah, and the other yeah. shit. I mean, chances are if you're coming up against center half, they're going to be big, yeah, big guys. Like, and he just seems to take yeah. it in a stride. Well, he told us when he was on the show a couple of weeks ago, he played with his older brother and all those kids growing up on the the streets of Nigeria, and he had to learn right away because there wasn't anybody going to have any sympathy for him mm -hmm. as the little kid out there. So yeah, he's made a big difference, and I think it's going to be interesting to see if Sporting can put San Jose under the same type of pressure that they have the last three opponents that they faced. You mentioned Abobasi on the other side, and you wonder, is he how far away is he from getting some looks? He's He's got to be at least on Greg Berhalter's radar. Oh, yeah. Right, but now how much work does he have to do to get really on that radar to, to be in serious consideration for the World Cup coming up in November? I think it's a really long shot personally, but that spot still does seem to kind of be open, and there are some Americans that are starting to, to turn it on a little bit here. I think these next couple of months will be big in determining who makes that trip. But generally, and you would never, you'd never wish ill on anyone, but he's probably one or two injuries away from being on that plane and going there. 14 goals this year, one assist, and I mean, the assists aren't his thing. He is the fox in the box. He mm -hmm. is the scorer of the goals, you know, and... It doesn't matter what league you're playing in. See, if you're scoring goals, you're going to be on the radar if you're mm -hmm. of, the, of the national team. So is there other players around in that position that are scoring goals as well? Yeah, there is. But as I say, you're not – he's not – I don't think he's too far away. I mean, yeah. he's either one injury or one loss of form away from being in, at least in consideration for the for the plan. Yeah, one of the things he's dealing with is that the, the guy who's the front runner right now, Jesus Ferreira, is in the same league, and right. he's scoring goals <laughs> right. too. Right. It's not like he's letting off on his form at all whatsoever. But, hey, that's what you want. You want – you want Greg Berhalter to have some difficult decisions because so many guys are playing well, mm -hmm. not because nobody's playing well. Right. And now I don't have, and, and that's kind of how it's that good position to was have, just like, a year ago, yeah, right? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to watch coming up on Saturday night, 7:30 at Children's Mercy Park, Sporting Kansas City hosting San Jose, trying to move up the table. If they get a win, they'll move up at least one, maybe two spots in the table and uh, with seven games to go as well. So uh, it's going to be a big one coming up on Saturday. You can watch the game live on our uh, Sporting Kansas City app. You can also watch the game live on 38 The Spot, uh, free of charge both places, and you can listen to it right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. We'll have pregame coverage on the television broadcast starting at 7 o'clock and, of course, the final whistle postgame afterwards as well. That's going to do it for us for Ali Trost, who joined us earlier in the show, and Andre Fantas, Connell McCourt, and Juwan Bush running the show today. This is Nate Bucati saying so long, and thanks for watching this edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show, presented by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. So long, everybody.